0: Via Zoom, I've got Peter Goff-Wood. Good morning, Peter.
1: Hey, Vanessa, and how's it to the listeners? How are you all doing this morning?
0: No, we're doing great. Except uh, I don't know what load shedding is doing in your area, but we've got load shedding smack over lunch times and dinners. And uh, you know, when you want to have a nice meal, or you know, you're you're looking at uh, at cooking a meal for for lunch or for dinner with a weekend coming. So we've got in our area today, we've got load shedding. Before I get on, people have been sending me stuff the whole morning. Um, but let me just check again. So twelve to two thirty today, smack over lunch. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we got this evening, if it stays at stage six, we have four hours from 6pm to 10.30pm and then if I look a little bit ahead we've got over lunchtime on Sunday this is horrible, but you've got some tips for us
1: Yes, yes, we're looking in Bay, we're looking. the same hours oh. we've got no, no power of lunchtime and same thing, four hours this evening from 6 o'clock it is enough to do your head in, it really is no, it so is. I've been investigating and looking at some tricks and some tips to keep food on the table and keep sanity to prevail. Um, so, so there's a, there's a couple of alternative cooking methods. Let's have a look at that first. So, so obviously, obviously my go-to cooking, whether there's power or not, is always brine. So there's always the outdoor brine. But, uh, and then also thinking that, you know, Brian doesn't, Brian is also uh, not just grilling stuff, but you can also cook over coals. You know, yes. if you think of poiki and getting a nice cast iron pot, and you can put that pot literally directly over the, over the coals and still boil some water and make pasta and, uh, and, and make stews and stuff like that. So, so don't just think about, oh, grilling, you know, we don't have money for chops and horse. So you can still make a nice uh, uh, sturdy or hearty buck of soup over the coals over open fire so so that's kind of outside the inside the, the the thing to it's well worth investing in is one of these little um tabletop um camp uh, camp little gas cookers yes. i mean you can buy them you can buy them in checkers for about i think they are, i saw them this week 245 rocks so so not ridiculously expensive and, and if you think then going forward, we're going to have many dinners and, and, and evenings uh, and lunchtimes where we're not going to be able to cook. Yeah. I, I think investing 250 Rand in a, in, a, in a little gas cooker is not the worst idea in the world. And I think- um, Plus I, they're handy. You know, you can yeah. take them anywhere. You can Throw them in the boot of your car, they usually come in a little plastic container yes. and and the gas canisters themselves cost about cost about sixty rand
0: yeah. so and it's think, an
1: inexpensive way of yeah.
0: and I think you mentioned the word sanity earlier, and it'll just help you <laughs> t- <laughs> if you've got it, I think two hundred and fifty rand is a good spend if it just saves you from yeah. from that frustration, and if you've got you've got it handy, it is always there.
1: Yes. So, so, so then keeping, thinking of that, keeping that in mind, the thing to remember is, is planning is everything, Mm. you know, when, when you do have the opportunity to cook, make a double batch of everything, cook, you know, instead of cooking uh, 500 grams mince to make a bolognese, cook a kilo Mm. and then freeze it in portions, you know, um, particularly when you're on a small gas cooker like that, it's much easier to heat up food than it is to cook food from scratch. You yeah. can use much, much less power. So the other thing to then think of is, is, is tin stuff. You know, tin beans, chickpeas. Oops. Chickpeas, just Kidney re- beans, tin soups even. You can buy them up rather than cooking something from scratch. You know, making a stew from scratch still takes a couple of hours and, and will use up a lot of that energy. Mm. So the whole idea is that you know going forward that it's not a case of if we have load chilling. Mm. it's just a case of how bad it's going to be on any given day. You know that in the next week, the chances are at least four out of seven or four out of 14, uh, four out of seven days, we can have load shedding over a lunch or dinner. Yeah. So cook in advance, you know, prep stuff and keep it in the freezer. And then on a morning like today, you know what's happening. So you take out your your, your portion of chicken curry uh, in the morning it defrosts during the day and hey presto then you've got you've got something to, something to eat yeah. um things that just little other tips things like um when low shedding is on if you if you're going to do any cooking or you're going to need anything take whatever you need out of the freezer out of the fridge before the power goes off because you know we're fortunate enough here in cape town um, and that uh, that when they say it's two hours, it sticks to two hours. But, mm. you know, what often happens when, when power goes off and on as much as it does, it'll trip a local substation and then all of a sudden you're out for four or five hours. Yeah. So you want to make sure that your your, your fridge and freezer content, you know, what's, what's in the fridge and freezer remains chilled mm. and cool. So if you can, avoid opening and closing them mm. while, while the power's off. I, I read a great tip about, particularly in freezers, I mean, a a good stock freezer that's that's closed will keep intact, frozen for at least 48 hours. Wow. So it's not something I've had people go, oh, you know, fridge has been off for three hours. I'm going to have to throw everything away. You know, a a fridge will keep stuff five, six hours will keep stuff cool. Mm -hmm. And a a full freezer will last up to 48 hours. Wow, that's good to know. Another tip, though, is to get get either open plastic containers or get yourself Ziploc bags. Mm -hmm. Fill them with water and then pop them in the fridge. Oh, in the oh, freezer, okay. and what happens is, is now the more ice you've got in the freezer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: obviously you've got your own cooler box, yes. and even if you need to then take those frozen bags of water or containers of water and pop them into the fridge just to give yourself some added refrigeration, mm. is always something that helps.
0: I think the blessing um, at the moment is that it is gone. winter in terms of the the cooling aspect, yeah. but of course, if it goes into summer, then yes, it, it shifts beautiful. the whole thing again. Yeah
1: yeah yeah and of course then the other thing when it comes to cooking and and why every household in this country doesn't have one and that's a wonder bag um these are the most amazing pieces of equipment you will ever ever lay your hands on i mean they are i mean apart from the fact that it's a great branded you can buy them online uh, at WonderBag.co.za. they cost mm-hmm. about 450 grand. again the power it will save you, the sanity it will save you. You can. It's basically uh, a woven uh, insulated bag, and the ones that are produced by Wonder Bag are actually a great initiative because they're. They're basically the company outsources all the work to to uh, unemployed seamstresses from uh, previously uh, disadvantaged backgrounds. So there are people who are creating small in, in, in entrepreneurial hubs i mean this, this product is so brilliant that it's even in it's even on sale in, in the UK now wow but they, they're selling I, I 40 or 50 thousand of these things a month get sold That's and
0: amazing. the beauty of it
1: is, is this is this insulated bag so i did i did a i, I did a, a function uh, last week uh, in, in fact uh yeah whenever. and i uh, i made a, a dessert a baked rice pudding that i took out of the oven at 9 30. i put it into my wonder into my wonder bag and i served it at two Mm o'clock in the afternoon and it was still piping hot wow so so the, the the thing there is you can make stews and soups you bring your pot up to the boil you take it off and you put it into this wonder bag and you close it and you leave it so the thing is there you're thinking okay i'm cooking something in the morning it's still gonna be hot at lunchtime or i can i can cook something in the afternoon, put it in the wonder bag. And when the power goes off at six o'clock, I've got the steaming pot of soup or stew yeah. or whatever it is, mac and cheese or whatever it is you fancy, you fancy making. So I think it's, 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 it's important to plan. We now have a rough idea of when the power is going to go off. Um, and you should think about your shopping and your mm. prepping to fit in around. it. I know it's not easy. Mm. I know a lot of us are working. You say, but you know, when am I going to prep? well, Unfortunately, you're going to have to make time. And if it means Mm. that when you cook tomorrow night, when there is power and you have to do a double session, then that's what you're yeah. going to have to do Because it's the only way we're
0: going to survive no, Absolutely, this is not
1: going away anytime yeah. soon
0: I've got a friend who's been using a Wonder Bag for years She believes in it I've often gone there We've gone there for yeah. lunches And um, out comes the pot out of the Wonder Bag And uh, I think she even does things like yeah. pasta sauces Like basic things You know, things yeah. where there's not much yeah. stirring or um, So it's something that, that you Stir- just leave um, Vegetables, rice, a whole yeah. lot of things So a very, very yeah. handy thing to have A whole have. lot of things <laughs>
1: I mean, there are, certain, there are certain sort of tips as well if you're going to use it. If you're going to do a stew that has protein like uh, lamb or beef or mm-hmm. chicken or something like that, cut it into smaller pieces. Don't try and cook massive chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, so cut it into smaller cubes and you'll be amazed. I mean, so, so when when we, when we cook, I often cook and I leave stuff in the oven overnight because because the ovens also is an insulated chamber. And while you've had it on at 180 degrees, or 150 degrees, the heat loss you know yourself mm. when you feel the, the side of your oven. It stays warm for a long time after yeah. you switched it off, and that's kind of the theory behind this behind this insulated bag mm. that everything carries on cooking. Yes. You know, obviously, yeah, sure, you can't deep fry anything, mm. you can't boil water, mm. but if you make a soup, you bring your pot up to the boil, put it lid on. So also, you need to then find and invest in some decent either stainless steel or cast iron pots cast iron pots are the best because they retain that heat they keep it in if you if you unfortunately use that sort of very thin flimsy kind of aluminium Mm -hmm. pots i mean apart from those are health hazard to begin with um that also doesn't the pot itself doesn't retain heat okay um so yeah so i think the wonder bag is the way to go and and okay the only thing just a tip to remember if you're going to cook indoors with gas, with um, with, uh, with one of these little butane burners, you have to make sure the room is well ventilated. Yeah. Make sure you've got a window open. I know it's winter, but make sure there's good ventilation because it just the fumes and the bits and pieces—you know—some of the gas isn't has, doesn't quite have the smell that the, that the LPG has that we mm. normally use. Um, and so, if that if the flame goes up and the gas continues to go, you could do yourself and your family some serious harm. So, always make sure if you're cooking indoors. You well ventilate, yeah. well ventilated.
0: and a small fire extinguisher.
1: Yeah, always helps. Always <laughs> helps. And in also, case. just talking <laughs> of cooking indoors, I mean, if you think if you have a wood burning fire, if you have a room yes. in the house, there you go. That's a there you go. You can buy yourself in any hardware store, any camping store, one of those little trivets yes. that you put those. You put your you put a little a nice bit of thing of coals. Put a trivet on, and shazam, you've got a yeah. you've got a you've got a, a stove in your in your lounge. Okay, yes. <laughs> sure, but but it's there, you know. And most people don't think about about the fact that you can actually cook in a, normal, in a normal in a in a in a normal it's, it's an easy thing to do. It really.
0: gets seriously hot, and I remember years ago um, when I was growing up in Bloom, we had an anthracite stove, and uh, one of those, you know, yeah. when when I was growing, up, power power failures were rare occurrences, I mean there was something radical that happened and I can remember one night my mom had just gotten something going on the stove and uh, she said, oh well this thing is standing here and she went she plonked it on top of the anthracite stove and the next minute we did have dinner so uh, yeah, absolutely if you've got one of these closed burning wood burning fireplaces then uh, definitely. The one thing I know that we've got to do is if it's raining, the braai is not a good idea because I don't have a good old fashioned braai kamer, um sort of an indoor or okay. would be very handy but uh yeah and i think planning is the thing i mean we want to have a nice lunch yeah. and my son wants to have Malfa pudding mm. so that's a bit of a challenge but mm. we'll make it we'll make a plan yeah yeah
1: yeah Absolutely. Look, I, I think if you, if you look at any of the survival sites will give you uh, all sorts of information on cooking tips and bits and pieces you know the big thing is be prepared yeah and, and what we do know is we know when the power is going to go mm. off it's not like in a case of emergency if as you said you're not used to blackouts so and now all of a sudden you just make a plan mm. you know i know i know exactly where the torch is in in the house i know mm. which cupboard is packed full of candles um and mm. i think that's the thing you've got to be prepared it's going to keep going out yeah. um and and if you kind of make it up as you go along it's going to do your head in. And, and i think you really had to have that kind of survivalist mentality and plan ahead and it's the only way we'll survive this. Because it's not going away anytime soon. No, no but, 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 the, the Eskom don't have well, they have an answer, but the, the answer is is a ten year plan. Yeah, you know, it's going to be ten years before we'll be able to produce another, enough electricity mm. to, to, as to what we consume. Yeah. So the, this this load shedding is not going away anytime soon. And anyone thinks mm. ah, it'll be over next week, but there's always yeah. going to be something. You know, we might you know, it's yeah. always we might go down to sh- stage two, but it's still going to be with us. Mara. That's the
0: reality. And I think that's the sad part of it. And, um, I, you know, instead of it, it, it's so much easier, it, it is, we can sit back and fight it. And I know um, it's been, it's horrible. And I know even here at the office, the minute it hits, you know, the announcement came through for stage six, there was a kind of a depression that settled down on everybody. And um, and then we have to kind of pick ourselves up and make work of how we gain to maneuver around this and yeah. we're not disregarding the impact it's having on the economy by no means but every day, that everyday life doesn't become a drag because of load shedding that uh, we make plans to make the best of it yeah. um, I think and I loved your tips and I definitely think it's time for us to get a wonder bag as well
1: yes yeah. most definitely and of course one last wine tip oh
0: yes if, oh if we've, got is yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. we've got to survive
1: have... yes exactly so, so um, newspaper Wet newspaper wrapped round a bottle will keep it cold for much longer. Oh. So if you've got your prize white wine and you can't put it in the fridge and you and you're running low on ice, soak a newspaper, a, a couple of layers of newspaper in cold water and wrap that around your 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 white wine bottle. It'll keep it it'll keep it cold till you till you finish.
0: Well, I think that uh, the best plan for load shedding is get the wine out first before you think about the food. Get the wine out <laughs> first. <laughs> yes. Dutch courage. I
1: think it's, it's all a matter of priority. The yeah, it's you see,
0: that's it. <laughs> oh Peter, I <laughs> loved this morning's discussion. I thought that um, I thought that I had some good tips, but uh, really, this one was really great. And I hope that for everybody listening this morning, that uh, you can take a deep breath and know that you can navigate this with some sensible planning and some good tips from Peter. We'll chat again next Friday. Um, stay sane. Yes. Get the bottle of red wine out first, and yes. um, yeah, and stay warm. Fantastic. It's going to be a cold weekend as well.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I'm heading off to, to Zimbabwe, to Namibia. Oh. So I will be speaking to you in the bush where it's likely to be about 27 28 degrees with the lights on, which I know I can guarantee. Um, so I'll be talking from somewhere electrified and hot and steamy um, on Zambezi River next week. So we'll, uh, we'll check it.
0: Oh, my goodness. Just to let everybody know, the face I'm pulling at Peter right now over Zoom is um, one of sheer <laughs> jealousy. But, uh, yeah, but I wish you well, and I hope that it's a good week in Namibia, and enjoy the warm weather and the electricity. And uh, we'll chat again next Friday.
1: Most definitely cheers, Vanessa, and cheers to the listeners.
0: Bye-bye.